is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to the Middlesex County Cricket League podcast. My name is Dan Hart from Twickenham. Week five of the season has been and gone. Limited overs cricket is going to take a break for nine weeks, but we've got plenty of just that to be talking about this week. Very pleased to welcome as normal Salman Ali from North London. Sal, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, Dan. Two days of umpire has whacked me out, so I'm pretty knackered, but top my tan up, that's the main thing. So it's all been I can imagine it. it it probably does hit you a bit, doesn't it? You've got to be concentrating for a fair old period. Yeah, I mean, today's game was a League Cup game and it went to the wire, so that was a long day. And yesterday wasn't too bad. Crouch in two, Stanmore twos. Stanmore one, eight down. Close game, but again, it's just a mental part, really. Sort of does take it over the door sometimes. I'm thinking with Cup games, you've got, you've got all the sort of bowler sort of... Oh, so much to take in, you know, yeah. our plays in our fielders in in out, etc. Right places. Wise no balls. You know, keeping the time when the overs being bolt and all that kind of stuff is it's not an easy job. Got to keep you on your toes, Sal. All sure good. Does, mate. Tea's good. Yeah, I tell you what, yesterday's tea, I'm giving it a nine out of ten. Crouch end. Be cool, um, that is. Chicken biryani, vegetable biryani, chicken wings, fries, which is a new one to me, and a nice little salad. So that's definitely high on that system. Obviously, Nine out of ten—that's a big call, that is. It's it's a pretty well, good. Just, just, just a good crunch, yeah. might be a, I mean, what was good is ample portions. That's always a good thing. <laughs> always a winner, isn't it? The more, the more you get, the better, no matter what it is. Definitely brilliant, good stuff. Alongside Sal, from the other side of the cot, really, the other side of Shepherd's Cot, someone who's been around the Middlesex Cricket League probably far longer than he cares to remember. But he scored an awful lot of runs, won the title, won the Middlesex Cup in years gone by, and is in the middle of a North Middlesex side that are hoping to do. Much the same this year. Evan Flowers, how are you? Evan, you good? Very well, gents. Thanks for having me on. I've just realised you probably won't be winning the Cup. What's that? You probably won't be winning the Cup. Here's me bigging you up saying you might I be winning think, the Cup. You probably won't be. It's safe to say that's, yeah, the likelihood of that happening is zero. Yeah, that's me and my prep all gone through the window. Yeah, great to have you, have you on board, Evan. We'll talk about North Mid and the Prem in a sec. It's a Test match week, folks. And obviously, we're recording on Sunday night. The Test match against Ireland has finished. We've got 
an Ashes squad that's been announced. There's, there's plenty of cricket that we could be talking there. And I'm, I'm going to leave all that because we'll be talking enough about the Ashes when it begins. But I don't know if you guys noticed, but Ben Duckett, he's, he's been a bit of a revelation since he came back in the test side. And, you know, he scored, you know, he scored runs against Ireland at Lords over the weekend. Sal, I saw a stat about Ben Duckett, right? He's now faced, since he came back into test matches, 692 balls. Okay, all fine. Actually, I'll ask Evan. Evan, right, if you know the answer to this, then you're going to have to seek therapy and get issues. So I'm not expecting you to get it right. But how many of those 692 balls, as an opener, has he left? I've sprung that on you, to be fair. You've got no idea. But what what are you thinking? What's the ballpark figure? I mean, I'm thinking... I know he's a busy player and the whole point of him being there is rotating the strike, but he's, you'd think he'd leave at least 5% of his balls, wouldn't you? I mean, so, yeah, that comes out at yeah, 692. Yeah, I mean, let's say let's say he must have left 100 balls out of that. Let's say it. I think, I think that's a perfectly fair guess, right? Sal, you know, man, he's left, right? Yeah, so I won't say anything. I'll let you. No, you, you, can, you can hit us with it. How many of those 692 balls has he left? He's left eight. That's eight balls. He's played shots at the other 684. He's an opening bat, Evan. Since when do opening bats in test match cricket? Can I also add an extra bit to this? Three of those eight balls were in the first hour of the last test against Ireland. Um, So before then, he'd left five five balls since he returned to test cricket whenever it was. And where has has he played subcontinent or? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I can, that I was can, his first. That makes more sense. Yeah, yeah. I guess it does, but it, even then, it's still, it, I, I sort of extraordinary. Fell off me soon. Yeah, how the, the game's the, evolving before our eyes. Really, the art of opening the batting has changed. And I knew that before I heard that stat, but that really hit hit home with me. That that yeah, that people are playing sea ball, hit ball, baseball all over the place. Linked in with that second one very quickly, folks. You probably noticed that you know Josh Tung did pretty well in the in the test the other day and I'm, I'm gonna gonna horrifically name drop here apologies for that but I played cricket with his dad at Redditch in the Birmingham League many moons ago 25 years ago and his dad was, was good mates and we played in the same team as a chap called Tim Piper Tim Piper one of these extraordinary characters story for every single situation and he had a story this week because Sam you you saw this as well didn't you what Tim Piper why was he in the news we put a bet on his Josh Chung Playing for England was it? Was it by a certain age or just to play for England? Because you knew these kind of bets they have an age race sometimes. Yeah, it wasn't uh, by a certain age, but it uh, was Test cricket. It wasn't ODI. It wasn't yeah. T Twenty. And what, um, was it hundred to one? Was it the odds for him to do so? He put hundred quid on. It would be what would it be? Because he won fifty thousand pounds, so five hundred to one. Yeah, yeah, so hundred pound, fifty to one, wasn't it? It's not more yeah. than five hundred to one, is it? Five hundred to one. Five hundred yeah. to one. Yeah. I mean, I just thought it would be more like you know. 100,000 to one, given the amount of kids who play cricket. But at the same time, came up this week. And, and I, I was just going to mention it. If anybody has not heard of this, although you've done pretty well to have not heard about it at all, because it has been plastered all over the media. But do, do give some of Timmy Piper's interviews a listen, because it, it, he's the topic. Ian Smith interviewed him. Could not get a word in edgeways. Pipes has a story for every single occasion. So if you've got 15 minutes to spare, once you've finished listening to this podcast, obviously, then Google Tim Piper. And the bet he put on Josh Tung, it is, it is quite the story. And it, it's been good press for, for Coral, amongst other things, I guess, the bookmaker, but also for, for, for the weirdness of, of cricketers. And, I wish and, I'd known about this some years ago, because I remember Luke Holman telling me he was going to play for Middlesex when he was about six or eight or something. And I, if I'd known then, I might have made some money on him. Is he going to go any further? 
Is there a bet still to be placed? You're not going to get 500 to 1. I, wouldn't, though, I mean, his skill set is very, very rare. I wouldn't write him off, given, well, I don't know what's happened to Leach, but there's, yeah. you know, he still yeah, has. That, that's a call, isn't it? Yeah. He hasn't shown his full potential yet at first class level, I would say. With the bat. Given, well, I think there's a few in the Middlesex ranks who might be saying that at the moment. There weren't <laughs> many games of late, have they? Yeah. Another issue for another day. We'll get on to the here and now of the Middlesex County League. Sal, what's happening in the Premier League? It's been another entertaining day, right? I think we should start with winning captain from yesterday, shouldn't we? Our guests as well. Yeah. Evan in the hot seat. I think Parcel was out, obviously, yesterday. So, Evan stepped up and did the captain's knock. 100 not out. I mean, talking about strike rates and scoring quickly, not a bad start from Evan yesterday. 100 not out of 89 balls. 10, 4s and 5, 6s. So, no hanging around from our guests. Let me low down small on the game, grounds, Evan. Sal. Small grounds. Yeah. No, I've seen some <laughs> very more in the game. Obviously, I mean, get Hampstead's two thirties is a good effort. They've got some big players who can score runs quickly and you know big scores. So the gift in ninety nine was a highlight, and the rest of them sort of faded away, didn't they? Really? Um, yeah. Your, your young guys did a good job, didn't they? The ball. Yes, we were staring down the barrel of sort of three hundred, I think, when Gift was really going because you know he's a powerful, powerful striker, a very good player, and he times his innings very well. So. It wasn't beyond the realms that he, you know, in the last five overs, he could wallop, you know, a, a big chunk of runs. So we caught him on 99, diving catch by one of our young guys playing his second game, Cheyenne, bowled beautifully and fielded well. And so, yeah, we were quite happy with how we pulled it back, obviously having Eason to come in and sort of control the tempo a bit. And Joel coming back gave us much more control than we'd had in previous weeks. So, yeah, we were happy with 230. I think if we'd scored 230 with our bowling attack, we would have thought we're a good chance, but certainly not a win. It's not the kind of score where you think, you know, we've won this or, or wrapped it up. It's very much the game is in the balance. And given that we haven't had much momentum, we've only played two games, won one, lost one, and the performance at Teddington with the bat was, you know, no one even got in. So, yeah, it was a good challenge and, and nice to, to stop rolling, really. It's, momentum's a huge thing in these league games, as everyone knows. All the sides are roughly around, most of the sides are roughly around the same level. And if guys stay in once they're in, that's often the difference. Quick trivia question for you, Evan, about your own batting. So in terms of Middlesex cricket in the league, do you know how many scores you've got of 50 and above? I don't. I've, I, like, I I badger around quite a bit. I listen to this podcast a fair bit and I do delve I'm into the stats. Back. Yeah, it must be around 40, 50s. And I know that I've got a bad conversion rate because I, I always just hit the ball straight up in the air on about 60 or 70. So, yeah. Well, I wish I used to have that problem. <laughs> That's a good problem to have. Yes. I think, yeah, you, you, I wasn't going to mention the conversion rate. I really was going to leave that there. But you, you had 50 before yesterday. So yesterday was a 51st. Oh, so wow. that is that is pretty pretty stunning set of, set of stats. Respect you. Were you aware of the 100 before you got there? I assume the scoreboard was, was telling you all you needed to know or, or you're not someone who really takes... I mean, I've, a lot of batsmen tell me they don't look at the scoreboard. I'm never sure I've yeah, I knew, what, what, I knew because you know? of the scoreboard. I did, but I tend to like to not have a scoreboard. Most growing up, I never had scoreboards and that was that was much better. But no, it's, we, yeah. we have a, a big electronic scoreboard now, so there's nowhere to hide. Yeah, nowhere to go. And... So, I mean, it's been an odd first five games, right? I mean, you haven't played two of them, for starters. But you guys, I always think you, you, you're pretty good at the, the limited overs game. I mean, you're pretty good all round, but limited overs games where you, you've traditionally done quite well. Is that right? Do the stats back that up? Or is that an impression you yourselves have? Yeah, I mean, I think our style of play is, is generally aggressive. We've always had the, the luxury of five bowlers, for certainly in the last few years. And a lot yeah. of those, you know, while Luke and, and Joel are at their best and, 
and birdie and some other, you know, we, we had a very good, we had very good bowling depth and good spinners as well. So I think that is probably something that's always, we've always had five, probably seven good bowlers. Vanders is a good bowler. You know, we've got loads of all rounders. McQueen does both. So I think that's been between our attitude with the bat and, and the, the depth of bowling, we've always been pretty well set up for one day cricket. Pretty positive cricket, yeah, yeah. And what's your impression of what you've seen so far? I mean, Finchley ran you pretty close, didn't they? We, we, I've not seen Finchley yet this season. What, what was your impression of of the newbies, as it were, into the league this year? I think like, I've always rated Fez Hatchett as a very good bowler. Burt is, I love playing Burt's because he's he's actually quite a thoughtful bowler. He he knows cricket well, and and I enjoy the cat and mouse with with Burt. So he's a great addition. I think they've got some young bats who, when they come off, will be fine. Batting depth, as always, coming up and down the premise is is the difficulty, I, I think, probably for Finchley. Maybe a, a class spinner or, you know, a, a wrist spinner or, you know, the, there's just a couple of places there that the, the top side might have on them. But having said that, they'll be competitive. I don't think this year there's going to be your sort of your walkover teams. Yeah, they start pretty well, don't they, to be fair? Yeah, I, I, I hope they stay up. I love their ground. So, you know, it's not too far from home. So, all the, all the best of Finchley, I say. Yeah, I, I hear you. And, and Teddington, obviously, you, you, you came, you know, you got the silver medal on that day, but that can happen. And it can happen against yeah, most aggressive teams in the league. Yeah, aggressive silver, but... I'd say. It was the, I mean, we, we were fine with the ball, but yeah, no, the batting just never even got off the ground. Yeah, and Brewster got a five for it, isn't he? Now, we, we know he, he pushes it through. What, what What's your impression of him? Yeah, I think he's, he's just uh, good. He's quite tall. He's a sensible bowler. He hits lengths and can control it well. You know, he's a very, very handy sort of sort of campaigner. He's got enough little variations and he can wobble the seam. And, you know, I, I just think he's a very effective cricketer. Nice guy as well. So, yeah, no, no, no surprises. He, he bowled what I thought was a quite manageable sort of short ball. And lo and behold, it, it got on me a bit quicker than I thought. It ballooned over the square leg and got me out. So, well bowled, bro. Yeah. Yeah, that's what these quicker boys do, don't they? Yeah, I guess. And next week, I said, now, Sal and I are always intrigued by Shepherd's Bush. It, it always looks to us though, that they've got a toolkit that could see them do really well. And of course, they did do really well last year. But we were saying in our prediction pod that we, we both fancied them to, to perhaps go one step better. You got them next week. Any thoughts going into that? Of course, that's all day cricket. Yeah, they've always been, we've competed against them in Div 1 and Prem, even maybe, yeah, maybe even lower, but... I've always enjoyed their ground. I think there's more pace in their deck, which is nice. It kind of creates a bit more interesting cricket. If guys get in, they go big. Guys can bowl fast. That comes through, and it's a bit more exciting. So, and they're always a, a solid unit. I've played them for years and never thought, oh, you know, that they've got one guy or two guys who are just going to destroy you and, and take the game away. But every time you play them, there's someone steps up. They're consistently good. They've got decent seam options. They've got decent spinners. They've got decent bats. And they tend to come in and guys can score runs sort of quite a fair way yeah. down. So I think they're always there and thereabouts. So I I really, I really, I like their club as well. I, I just think they're a nice crew. And uh, yeah, we've had a good record against them over many years. But, you know, I always... I always it's a good place to have a rum and coke, I always find. You know, they will always be able to provide you with a rum and coke. Yeah, Alf Langley and all those old boys. There's a nice connection yeah. from... My hometown in Newcastle from Australia, there's a few guys who played from the Hamwicks who came over in the nineties and played with Alf and all those characters. So uh, Scotty McGuinness and yeah, there's old historic links as well with my hometown, which is nice. 
Cool. Sounds good. And, and last one on the Shepherds Bush. I mean, their seam bowling attack looks particularly useful. I mean, I, I know that, you know, it, it's evolved over time. You know, Barnard's not really playing so much anymore, but it, it looks to me like that seam bowling attack's got plenty of potential. Yeah, I think they're young and athletic and they hit the right areas and they can do a bit with the ball. I, I think that's exactly... The, I mean, at club level, want, if it? guys are able to keep their bodies together and send it down at reasonable pace in the right area, you, you're well on your way to having a good season, yeah. I think. Yeah, you're going to be in business, aren't you, yeah. sooner or later with that sort of uh, concoction. All good, all good. What else was happening, Sal? Any any other re- results we need to know about? Before we move on, to look at a word from Evan on Jacob Milks. He's had a good start for you guys, hasn't he? He scored 80 on yesterday, really quickly. South African under-19 previously, I hear. Yep, I think he played against Luke and Eason in the World Cup in Queenstown in the under-19s a few years ago. I think Luke likes to remind him that he got him out, of course, which is, you know, standard, standard holding. And a procedure, yeah, yeah. He's got a memory like an elephant, Luke. Jacob's very impressive, very professional, lovely guys, fitted in extremely well. He's a bit different to other North Mid overseas players in that he's, he's quite disciplined. He goes to the gym. He doesn't drink excessively. He doesn't carouse as much. as <laughs> quite a few. He wouldn't work at Twickenham. I tell you what, don't send him over here when you're finished. So, no, he's been a real breath of pressure. He came over in March to get acclimatised and meet everyone before the league season started. And he sat around in the rain for a month, tearing his hair out. But no, he's he's really impressive. And batting with him yesterday was perfect for me because there was a guy at the other end who I just knew. He knows how to construct an innings. He's, he manipulates the ball really well, which is very hard for hard wicket players on North Middlesex. There's no pace in our wicket. And it's traditionally hopeless for, for guys from you know Antipodean batsmen to adjust. And he's just walked in and being able to do that so I think that says a lot about his his versatility and his character and yeah no I, I really think we've done well to get him plus he's a keeper so he's always in the game good cricket and, and do the overseas players from the different clubs in the court do they get to know each other I assume they would yeah, right? yeah they're or often mate yeah. I think Joel who was at Crouch and his mates James Pazzo is a very sociable guy and he's been our sort of overseas now director of cricket and I as I said I was captaining I'm a very reluctant captain I have to say but Paz had an incident with a, I think a cheeseburger on the the curbside <laughs> at Baker Street after the Lord's T20 the other oh night. Dear. So we got oh the dear. call up from A and E, but no, he, James is very good socially and he knows all the overseas guys around that. Josh Fisher is a very good mate of his. He actually lived in my, my house with Paz until last year in Crouch End. So there's a an incestuous little group of characters floating around the cot. So yeah, lock up your your daughters or your your grandmas or. You know, I don't know. Your dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Julie, crikey, we're getting into libel for the territory. We're really careful. No, all, I mean, I'm not surprised to hear that. I mean, you know, they all come here to play cricket and they're all in a very enclosed space. So, you know, it makes sense that they get to know each other. Yeah. I'm sure that they... And uh, having done that yeah. years ago, I, that was one of the great parts of, of London and yeah. that little subculture. It's, it's. I think Chris Gain was the North London overseas. He was a fantastic cricketer. He's got a few runs, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. he has a few, a few thousand runs. We played Biwi cricket for the British West Indian Airways team. We played a couple of games. I think we won a London Sixers tournament out at Black East together. We were the overseas players for the West Indian team. I was going to say. Yeah. Right, okay. Yeah. So that was a great, great experience. But look, you know, as a young 22-year-old, you know, look back. Fantastic. Good, good. Sal, looking elsewhere, Finchley beat Teddington. Now, this looks like a weapons-grade shock. Is that the way you're seeing it? I mean, are we looking at Finchley now as a side that's on the up and progressing, you know, as we mentioned earlier on, Evan's spoken about, I mean, it's a big scalp, isn't it, to beat Teddington? It really is, yeah. 
236-6, Jack Attenborough, the overseas from Australia. His dad's actually called David as well, but not the actual David that we all know. <laughs> he, uh, yeah, he's called one, two, four, not out in getting to really his positive total score. Now, Tennington have two guys in their ranks who played first-class cricket, Sam Robson, Abhishek Junjunwala, but neither could really get any runs. Junjunwala caught in the boundary, Seb for the hatchet. 437, Tennyson all sorts of trouble at 42 before. The overseas is I still 55. But what, what's great about Finch is they have persevered with the young players who, you know, played two years ago and got them up last season. They've got obviously belief and faith in these young lads. And one of them, Dan McGowan, a young off spinner, took three wickets and they went home by a 40 run. So it's, it is a good sort of example to sort of follow and just maybe go by in terms of, I mean, North Middle in the past, just back of youngsters, just have faith in them and, they, and they're doing it and they're getting results of it. Yeah, I see they play Hampstead next week, don't they? And obviously Hampstead, you know, came off second best yesterday. That'll be one to watch because Hampstead will certainly, they're mid-table, they'll be looking to go north rather than south and it might be an opportunity for Finchley to really, you know, stake a, stake a place in the in the top three or four, right? Yeah, Hampstead are a very strong batting side and Fez Hatchet and Burt's a good deal. ball. They'll be better with the red ball as well than pink ball opening up. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think, look, obviously having that batting depth, I think for Hampstead is, is going to be it probably a, a differentiator but you, you go into a, a game with a young side at club level committed guys who are playing together each week and they know their role you're always going to be competitive always yeah yeah that makes a lot of sense with a good yeah, overseas totally. like jack and and experienced opening bowlers i think you're always a, a show yeah well, well keep an eye on that one i think finchley hampstead next week could be could be an interesting contest elsewhere this week Ian top of the pile right yeah good win against the bush a, a real thrill of a game caught some of the highlights yesterday on YouTube now we're talking about young players here's one to remember or add to your list of players to look out for 15 year old Seb Morgan pretty sure it was his debut yesterday for Reeling first of all with the ball we took four wickets four for 40 as Bush bowled out for I think just under 180 then Neeling need 25 to win nine down in comes Morgan with Christian Martin and the young lad Needed nine of, I think, six of the last over they need. Hits two boundaries, job done. Off he goes, 23 not out. So, um, 15 years old, you say, is he? Yeah, and we turned 16 this, later on this summer. I've read some sort of, sort of little snippets about him. Much touted young player when he's 12, 13, quick bowler. I think he's a middle six. He might be at a boarding school, I'm not sure entirely. But yeah, what a day for him yesterday to come in and win the game for Eating. So, yeah, definitely a name to sort of keep an eye on for the future. Good lad. Yeah, a bit of new energy can make a big difference in a in a, a set side. So that's good news for them. That's good on them for giving him the chance to play. You know, credit to Christian in the selection committee, how they do selection there. You know, track the kid in. Bush has never, never really decided to play against. But to give him the opportunity, he's obviously taken it in both hands. So well done to him. Definitely. And you do see it a lot, don't you, where kids are just not picked because of their age. Oh, no, we'll, we'll get lots of wickets in the twos or the threes. And, I mean, we've got a young leg spinner at our club. It's probably not that level, but... You know, you know, some of the captains don't really get it. Play, playing against better players and better wickets will be better for him yeah. and bring out more, more, more of his potential. It's, but it's often it, about it's a good supportive environment. I think there's enough Absolutely. experience around him. I remember, funnily enough, Joe, Joe Cracknell made his debut, must have been his first game, I think, opening the batting against Elliot Opie at Ealing. Elliot was a, I think he might have played some first class South Australian, fantastic bowler. And Joe just hit him for three boundaries in a row, you know. And, Joe, you can see Elliot's face. <laughs> Joe was very short at the time as well, like a little wombat, and he just pumped in through covers three times. And um, hello, yeah, what's going on here then? And <laughs> if you see the talent, you've got to give it a go. I think. Yeah, we got to have the confidence to give it a go, haven't you? It doesn't mean that they're suddenly going to be the best player in your team, but yeah, um, but it's rare. I mean, look, it... there's talent, and there's talent. I mean, Joe is a yeah. pretty sparkling talent. I'm sure this kid will be pretty decent as well. 
Good, 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 good. And Stan Moore, comfortable win over yeah, Bronze Breed. Yeah, Stan Moore and especially Stephen Ryan Golds. First of all, took four wickets and then scored 83 not out as they beat Bronze Breed by eight wickets. Hmm. I feel going to come to all victory, victories. I bet we suppose we should probably get to Twickenham and I'm going left again, I've got one going left to go through. Twickenham. Okay, yeah. yeah, we'll get to that in a minute then. Go did, did you get there yesterday? You got any sort of thoughts or any sort of. Uh... Yeah, I did. Uh, yeah, yeah, I spent most of the afternoon watching. The... I have to say again, and I've said this before, but I'll say it again that watching cricket in the Premier League, as someone who's played cricket, but not, not consistently at that level, it's a real pleasure to do it, Sal. You know, I mean, you, you know, umpires get the best view in the house, obviously, but, you know, I was watching, you know, Samawara. Sam, Sam, yeah, never quite pronounced it. The, the opening bowl of the jersey coming, you know, coming in from the side screen, you know, but bowling pretty quick. Some of our track was nice and hard, you know, much better track this season to bat on. And some of our boys, you know, some of the South Africans want to whack him to kingdom come. You know, it was brilliant to watch. It was great entertainment. It ruined our insurance claims for the season. You can't yeah, Neville Tolbert, that's you've another... got to factor that into the club's cost base. If Neville Tolbert, he, he smashed our bowlers. I think Vanders parked it long on and then he flat batted him straight into his car or someone's car. Evan, Evan, our players park at Long On on the green. And it's like, <laughs> fellas, you've played here for 15 years. What are you doing? It was at the green. Um, yeah, I remember it well. It was quite, it yeah. gave us a lot of joy to watch the car. Yeah, the bowler's car being smashed. But well, I'm going to Gurdjieff Sandu. Yeah, was it Gurdjieff Sandu last year when he bowled a ball that got it into his own car? <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure. It, was, it might have been against North Mid, I don't know, but anyway. But yeah, in terms of cricket, it, it's, it's a brilliant contest and it was a great game of cricket to watch. I mean, Crouch Chen came out on top. They won by six odd runs. They scored a lot in the last seven or eight overs. So we, could, we I think we might be a bowler short, if I'm being brutally honest, as the season goes on. And they, they really pumped us. Sachin Patel batted really well at the end. And, and 280, was, it always felt a little bit too far. And we got a decent-ish start, but progressively lost wickets. Carlos Newman's got, got 50-odd. Don Manuel, you batted quite well. But, you know, sometimes you just feel you're never quite where you need to be. So we, we, we gave it a good chase. But, but in truth, Krakchen bowled and fielded pretty well. And that last seven or eight overs was when they batted was really the difference between the two sides. It's good to see Carlos sort of getting a, back into something resembling a, some form. Because Carlos well, he pushed himself always, up the order a bit. Always, yeah, he batted. Our paths have always sort of intersected through the divisions and through the time. And we've followed our, our clubs up the, the ranks. So I always love... We always look at each other and shake our head every year and say, what are you doing here? You know, why are we still here? Still here. <laughs> so. and, and for those who don't know, when we joined the league at Twickenham in 2007, North Mid were in Division 3. You'd obviously been through, a, I don't know the history there, but a bit of a tough period, ended up in Division 3. And, and in that first year, but both North Mid and Twickenham were, were, were promoted and, and Evan, you were playing. And, and I, I was Carlos around, he might have joined a year later. But yeah, but yeah and, and, and your career, your, your personal career in Carlos is about a lot in common, aren't they? Yeah, in terms of runs scored, you're very similar, and It's always good fun to, to hop yeah. back to the old days. They were quite a punchy, aggressive bunch of Saffers and, they always sort of fancy themselves to go. <laughs> they'd like to go home. Oh, shit. And... You should try playing with them. <laughs> <laughs> but it, for me, it was nice. It was like, it was nostalgic because it was the only game that was like home, you know, that sort of aggression oh, yeah. and hard wicket usually and Scriven had run in and bump you and, you know. Yeah. You know, it was good fun. Yeah, back in the day. All good. But yeah, to, to draw a line under yesterday, I I felt that the margins were small, but that they were definitely the margins. So that was my take home. Clay Chen didn't look like a team who were bottom, that they were a compact unit. Yeah. You know, I, I think Evan's point before, I don't think any team will drift away, although we, we could do with a win or two in the next couple of weeks to make sure that we don't, you know, slip into that position ourselves. But in terms of the cricket match that I saw, it was, it was just a, it was a really, really good cricket day. Obviously, weather was great. 
and the standard was high. So uh, from that perspective, yeah, it was a good day. Yeah, Crouch, I wouldn't look at the table too much. The table at the moment with wet weather, I'd, I'd wait a good good month when you see a bit of red yeah. ball, a bit of pink ball and see how well, teams... If Crouch ended the worst team in the league and they were 10th going into yesterday, then the league is just off the they're, state. They're not the worst they were, they were very good. But yeah, yeah. you're right. They, they were very Absolutely. good. Absolutely. So that's that. That's the Prem. So any, any further thoughts on that, Sal? Any, any takeaways as we move into Red Bull cricket? Cool. I mean, like just as mentioned there by Evan, you can't really take too much into who's going to go up and or who's going to win and who's going to come down. There's plenty more games to be played. Obviously, the, the longer format might suit him, but Crouching, who rely quite heavily on spin. We have continuous dry weather, which will benefit them. I mean, our, their pitch yesterday was taking turn and it bounced, so that's something maybe could be a factor in the next few weeks. I think it's, you know, Evan speak about himself for a minute, it's just how, how sides adopt from the 50 overs to the 120 overs and how, you know, is it down to your mentality or your, 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 your skill set in the longer version of cricket? Well, I was going to ask Evan a question about, about attitude to the toss, actually, in terms of all-day cricket. Now, I think win-lose cricket, I, mean, I generally would win a toss about anyway, but that, that leave that to one side. I mean, when you entered 120 over cricket, I think, you know, you've got, you've got a lot of time ahead of you. I mean, how, how much variance is there on that traditional model that you win the toss and bat? Would you still do that as a default and only bowl if you really thought there was good reason to? Or is, am I just a dinosaur and people think differently now? Well, I, I sort of came from that Australian mindset of getting runs on the board and then yep. weight of runs tends to make club cricketers sort of do silly things. And you, you watch that over and over. And the wickets aren't first-class wickets, so... I think at first class level chasing, you know what you got to do, set your parameters as a batsman and it simplifies things in some ways. But club cricket, you know, people want to get home, umpires get tired, players get tired, wickets aren't so good. So I think back second, we've all seen the processions. However, having said that, I think the good sides, like when Ealing was dominant, they would go in and they'd happily restrict the team and then just know they could lock off the runs. And if you had a, yeah, yeah. And they had a game plan, they batted deep, way down, and even if they lost some wickets, they would back themselves to chase anything, essentially. And I think that's, you know, there's nothing wrong with that model if you've got the players to back it up and you've got the firepower. But I think teams, quite frankly, teams don't, don't have the technique or the concentration to, to bat 120 or well, 66 overs. But, I mean, you can barely get 50 overs outside half the time. So, you know, I think... That, it's not the worst idea to get some runs on the board and then watch teams mentally combust in the second innings. There's still value in that for sure. I will always remember RFC 2009, a guy called Grant Hughes from, yeah, yeah, good, good player. And we were talking about, you know, would you bat first? Would you bowl first? And he just looked us in the eyes and said, you can't bat 66 overs. It's not, it's not a debate, gents. You know, you can't bat, you can't bat that long. And we were talking about the Australian way of playing cricket over two weekends. And he said, are you serious? You look about 90 overs. Not a count else chance, and 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 actually that that conversation was quite influential in our dressing room because it made people realise that we, you know too many of our players were playing T Twenty cricket even when T Twenty cricket hardly existed. Yeah, and, and I think there's still a bit of that out there now. But, yeah, but there we go. Cool. So moving into Division One, Richmond still looking strong at the top there, aren't they? They're not they're not far and away, but they're but they're looking pretty compact. They'll be delighted with the first part of the season, won't they? They've had some tough games. Had to play Hornsey, who are obviously tied to contenders. And a big win against Harris St. Mary's. Phillips back in the ranks, captain from last year. Missed the first few weeks, but he's obviously not out of form. Scored 77. And Charlie Nelson, or Charles Nelson, son of Rob Nelson from Bronsbury, scored 64. 
and Adam London 41 as they made 227. Actually, there was 216 for five, then fell away to 227, which probably was for them a bit of a disappointment. However, their bowlers did a good job keeping Harris St. Mary's down to just under sorry, nine runs away from the actual target. Ravik Patel tried his best for Harris St. Mary's. 76 not out, but not enough. So Richmond are now the side who occupied top spot and looking, you know, obviously it's early days to go still, but they definitely set an early marker out about who's going to win this league with their performances so far. Yeah, you said it fell just short. I mean, it was really not too far away. Was it one of those ones where, I mean, I haven't followed it in detail myself, but they, where they were on to win it? Or is the eight runs a little bit, you know, they needed 29 off the I last think, over? Yeah, I was kind of a small amount of it in the end of the day. So I think they was almost just behind the eight ball. Ham to sort of score, you know, probably I'm not sure what the run rate was exactly, but it wasn't one where I suppose they was comfortable because there was nine down in the end as well. So there must have been a bit of a whack at the end or something taking place yeah. where they tried to get closer. But yeah, in the enough, in the end, it wasn't enough. And Richmond are now, as I said, in pole position and they are seven points scale acting. Yep. They are, they're not far and away, but they are definitely, you know, seven points is worth having at any period in the season. It's Acton, who are second with 36, right? And, and they, had, they had a reasonable day yesterday, didn't they, against Southgate? A good win for them. Southgate, it's not an easy place to... Um, if it was play that, so let's double check. That was a play that. It was yeah, a win. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's not an easy ground to sort of score runs at sometimes, but they've got they've got some very good players. And James O'Neill, keeper, batter, very positive cricketer, one two five in their total of two six six for eight. And then... They're, I mean, Wolfington, Dave Wolfington talked about veterans in the league and league legends. And, Good, they're still going. You know, the I mean, the Wafter is the king as far as I'm concerned. That guy what is a legend. A, should be a statue oh. of the Wafter outside Lords and Southgate as far as I'm concerned. What a, what a player. I've had nightmares about facing him. <laughs> yeah, really does. <laughs> the Wafter, oh. the nightmare never ends because the ball hasn't landed yet by the time you wake yes. up. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> but he's still, so he got a few wickets yesterday, Sal, right? 4.45. So, yeah, the Wafter, as you mentioned, he's got, he got to see who He's brilliant, Sal. Seriously, I'm, I genuinely, I hated facing him. Yeah. Oh. Well, he got, he got, he took O'Neill's wicket, took Lucas Carlo, who's another good player as well, and took out Sir Hill. So, arguably, Acton's best three batters were all victim of the Wafter, as he's now named the by Wafter, our the, the king. Uh, guess. Like, like watching Ollie Wilkin and Crackers and these guys face the Wafter, it's just a wonderful thing to watch. Yeah. Three deep cows. Of cultures three deep what? cows yeah. and they always oblige. It's amazing. <laughs> Fantastic. But they need some points, Southgate, right? They're, they're, they've come up, obviously. Yeah, New league, trying to hard. stabilise themselves. Yeah, one sure. seven eight all out. Will Daniel, Acton's overseas player, 4.36. Yeah, so they are. We, we, life is we, we played him in a cup today, Sal. Sorry to interject very quickly. And it yeah. was just W. Daniel on the card. And I was thinking, tell me it's Wayne. Then roll back the years. He fancies another rollout. Or, or tell me it's his son. It's not his son, right? It's weird, well, Daniel. He's from Adelaide, I think, the same place as I am. Ah, he's from, yeah. Probably not. But we just saw W. Daniel opening the bowl in. I thought, yeah, go on. Yeah, for old time's sake. Wayne but, Daniel, yeah, just... World Series cricket. Yeah, totally. So, so yeah, Southgate struggling a bit. Acton going well. I think Southgate play Austerley next week, which could be an opportunity for them to get up and running. Austerley have, well, they're minus six, aren't they? They've had registration problems. They have. They've played it. a registered player. Deducted 10 points. So life was hard as it was, and that's life's even harder for the guys. 10 to low lane. Barnes are up. I mean, we've spoken about Barnes in the last couple of weeks. Side who played some good cricket, have, have gone close in your state. It was their day. 250 for seven. Nikhil Malik scored 64, made 54. But a name that we all know pretty well, War, as in uh, Stephen mm. Mark. Obviously, not them two, but my guy from Michael War took four wickets. And yeah, Barnes are up and running out for the season. Yeah, they won by nine-third runs, didn't they? Which is which is always a, a pretty convincing 
scoreline. And your guys, North London, not such a great day. I think Horns, if Horns, they get there, Horns, they get there with seven balls to spare. Did I see that? Correct. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was so up and down game, really. We didn't really establish too much of a grip on the game in the batting. Sort of players got in, got out. Cam Fratcher and our overseas scored 39, not out. I mean, Jack Brew trying to spell yesterday, through for 13 off his nine overs. Pretty impressive in a total of 203. Um, and then with the bats, fellow called Richard Tucker scored 67 not out, along with Josh Haynes, who's, who's a quality cricketer, scoring 55. And we had chances to maybe get you know, even out maybe earlier. Didn't take the wide count for both sides. was, was they're pretty pretty high, which doesn't help Max as well. And I mean, Jack Bruce came at number eight. He's probably the best number eight you've got going in, to all, all in club cricket, I'd say. I'm almost because the guys are over Ruta. No, just going, just came in really patient innings, just, and they were home, yeah, just inside. Seven balls to go, so a bit of a bit of a cool wake up call for us in some ways. But played some good cricket patches, but always you take the bragging rights for the local area. Yeah, it looked like a close one, and, and they, you know, Hornsby, as you say, they came down from the Prem, but they're a decent, certainly a decent bowling unit. And Jack Bruce at eight says they got a bit, a bit about their batting lineup. Another team who were, who were making progress after a, you know a defeat early on, Harry Town, they beat Winchmore Hill in a close one, right? And they're up to third. Yeah, I mean, it's just two wicket win, but they lost, I think, two wickets. Like within two or three runs of the target needed, so maybe a little bit flattering. Jim Gatton, which way he was batter, and I'm sure everyone has played against many a time, scored 90. We're going, he won, he won, won the game. He was a bat pad. We needed, I think, four to win. I absolutely middled one, thought it was six game over. It hit Gat in the gut, and he squealed <laughs> and deflated like a balloon and just sat on his backside. And then, of course. Next ball, I essayed one straight up into the air and, and they won. So, yeah, good on you, Gat. He's a good man. Gat gets an assist for that, yeah. surely. <laughs> yeah, he's got an idea. He's still got it, hasn't he? He's a quality cricketer. Abby Sikande, we mentioned earlier, played first off cricket previously with Leicestershire, coming over county. Took five yesterday for Harrowtown. And then Harrowtown's batting really was in a mixture of guys sort of getting in, scoring 20. Then the keeper, Irvish Patel, scored 58. So, that's another win for Harrowtown, who, you know, they've, as I said before, adjusted well to Division One life and are probably setting their heart sights in terms of, you know, where they're trying to get to potentially top four, top two, top one, who knows? Well, we'll see on Saturday how they get on with Red Bull cricket against the best in that division because they're playing Richmond. That would be, so, um, be a good game. That will be an interesting encounter. Evan, do you follow D- Division One in, in much detail? I mean, I'm sure you've played against a few of these players in various competitions before, but uh, any thoughts on what you've seen so far in the first five weeks? I haven't I haven't followed in detail, but I always like, I mean, it's it's nice to see continuity. Like, it's good to see Will Phillips stick with Richmond. It's good to see Jack, who's, a, I think, is a fantastic young player. And, you it's know, he's bowler, a young leader, he, yeah. like, big task trying to lead a side in the Prem when, you, when you're young. And I think the nice thing is when those teams go down and they stick together, and they, the clubs, you know, they, they, they get better. They've had the experience and then they, they bounce back. So from that perspective, I like to see guys who I've played against doing well and, and developing. And Harrowtown, yeah, I have very fond memories of Harrowtown because I once scored a few runs there years ago, which I tell everyone at my club many, many times, anyone who care to listen. But yeah, I, I follow characters more than teams, just guys that I've yeah. known and guys that I like. And, you know, you just remember old anecdotes and things. And when I have a look at the scores, you know, you often... It triggers the memory. Well, cricket really is a continuity game, isn't it? Because once you get to 35-40, you can absolutely still be playing Premier League cricket. But if you're playing good level football, say, or rugby union, you're probably going to be drifting pretty quickly down the divisions at that age. But not a cricket. If you look at yourself a little bit, then you can play top-level cricket for 25 years, right? Yeah, I mean, especially as a spinner. And England is more forgiving than Australia. Like the harder wickets and the facing a guy bowling 150 after working a 70-hour week, you know, which... 
sometimes I have to do as a as a law firm partner. It's not attractive at all. Um, you should be an academic, Evan. We wouldn't have any of that stuff. <laughs> exactly. you could work, but then you have to work weekends because you don't work through the week. Dan, that's that. There's something in that, actually. <laughs> yeah, catching up with stuff. Um, it reminds me, give us a bit of the background on how you came to the UK because you've, you've been in A for, for 25 years, I guess. I, this is my 18th or, season. So I came. Oh, sorry. I've done you a disservice. No, no, that's, I, I, look, I look like I've been here for, for 40 years and having two kids, <laughs> I've aged unbelievably in the last Considerably, years. I hear you. Yeah. yeah. So there was an old connection. I played for Merriweather first grade in New South Wales and Newcastle, and which has produced some pretty good players. Michael Hogan's still running now for Kent. He's a very old and good friend. And it's nice that he's closer to me in London now at, at Kent. And Timmy O'Neill is a very a fine left arm orthodox spinner. He came a couple of years before me, played about 10 games and took 55 wickets or something. He used to turn up with a Coke bag. Um, he was just traveling around Europe and, and had a few games. He wasn't really expecting to play much but he said look there's a bunch of young guys in north london i was over here i was i had a law degree and i wanted to you know travel see my family in england have a maybe have a, a go at a career here and so north mid was a, a young it was more of a social club than a cricket club at that time there were some serious road characters gareth a davies and you know, West Indian Semper was floating around and it was... Yeah, I was just trying to think of him. Yeah, yeah Semper he was, was an absolute yeah. legend. I mean, a great guy to play with, great character. Used to really antagonise the, the prestige clubs. He'd take his shirt off after taking wickets with his offspin. I mean, <laughs> fantastic stuff. So, no, it was, it was just a life, a mix of central London. You know, they had a good cold section. I knew there were some talented young guys. It wasn't like top-level cricket, but I knew that there were enough good people around for it to be a, a kind of a nice a nice choice for me and it's it's really turned out to be that way because what you know meeting kids like Ethan and Luke and Joe and a whole the Nichols and all these families who have invested in that place over the years and sort of ridden that wave of, of success together and for the right reasons you know those parents were not in it for their kids many of them have done incredible things invested their time and energies after their children have stopped playing you know, Richard Nickel, for instance, and Susie. So it just had a, a quality feel and a family vibe. And yeah, it was, it was sort of the bedrock from which all the success has come. I mean, it's nice to have Middlesex players and all the rest of it, but ultimately it's sort of a family. And that was what I was attracted to about the club. I, I think I paid match fees and paid my own airfare. So they, you know, they got what they paid for in terms of overseas. I averaged about 19, I think. So They've since <laughs> attracted much better talent, which is good. Maybe that's why they. Well, you're doing yourself a disservice there. Six and a half thousand runs in, you know, in the league says that you know, just occasionally you do get back to ball. So, yeah. and of course, hundred runs yesterday says it speaks volumes too. I do think it's an outsider looking in that the North Middlesex. It's not a project. It sounds like I'm on work mode, doesn't it? But the, the, where North Middlesex was and where it where it is now, you know, it, it is a story that you can't but be impressed by. And you know, I think most of the no, the rest of the league. We'll look at that and think that's what we'd like to do, bring yeah. through young players, it's, be a family club, be welcome, and that's what you guys have done. Yeah, it's very hard to to replicate because you need so many people at that stage of life where they can commit that much time. I mean, the un, the, the amount of hours, I mean, you know, Dan and Sally, you guys put in an incredible amount of time doing these little things that make other people's life enjoyable, and, and that's the kind of mentality. You, you have to have a, a critical mass of people prepared to put that time and energy in there. It's very hard to find that in the modern world when everyone's got competing priorities and, you know, big mortgages and careers and all the rest of it. It's just very hard to replicate that. And in many ways, I'm sure there's years when, you know, Richard and 
the chairman, Steve, and they say, well, it's, this is too much, you know, it's, it's not worth it. But I think when you look around the quality of other people who are doing it, you just keep, you all keep doing it and you keep each other going. And I didn't want to play yesterday, just, just quietly. I was in a country spa with my wife and I left early in a taxi and there was a train strike and, you know, there's no logical reason why I should have played that game. I, I didn't want a captain, but you do it because I could play with Ethan. I could play with Joel. I could play with Hass, who's my best man. You know, it just makes it worthwhile in, in the end and you kind of do it because of the people and that's why we love our amateur sport, isn't it? Totally. Yeah, it is. And it happens at North Mid and the ECB Premier League, just as I'm sure it happens with teams in Division Absolutely. 6, Division 7. Yeah. And we, know, were, we were down there, as you know, Dan. It's, that, yes. that, that formula is the same for any division of club and if you get a committed good bunch of people doing things for the right reason that you can achieve incredible things. Absolutely. Agree 100% with, with that. Sal, we'll move on. Division 2. Kenton scoring millions of runs this season and uh, they got a few more yesterday, right? Yeah, 317 for eight. I mean, well, at one point... they were poor, judging by their previous well, standards. Well, they at one point, 199 for six and that was looking a bit away, away. but Hamza Kohn and Akshay Paolo scored 50s for them. A bit of a good effort from Southampton who last week had a good win. Dan and Raj, Bakul Patel scored a century, but it was all in vain as they fell 23 runs short in the end. So positive for Southampton and, you know, how far they got in the chase. But Kenton will be happy to make it another victory in the victory column. So, yeah. question about Kenton. Is it still four runs if you hit 130 metre six? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's, there's parts of the, the ground which are still attached by those I remember yeah. playing there and the umpire was explaining these rules. I sort of, I wasn't listening. And because normally it's like, yeah, whatever, toss, heads or tail. And, and I was like, hang on, can you explain? She says, well, if it goes here, it's four. I was like, this is too much for me. I'm, this is too complex. I'm sorry. <laughs> but they've, they've been scoring runs even with that inability <laughs> yeah. to hit six at one end. You yeah. know, I mean, and, and, but having said that, 317, you know, fantastic total in, in, in limited overs cricket. But Harrow then said, hold my beer, right? Listen, talk about characters. Evan, you need to go and watch Ronald Etienne play. I'm not sure if you've seen the guy play, but you would love watching him play. He's a real character, fantastic batter, doesn't yeah. hang around at school. Smashed 97 yesterday. Harrow, 367. Apparently, he needed, I think, maybe one or two balls to get 100 um, and was out on the boundary. I love it. That's what, yeah. You sold him already. That, 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 that last piece is the bit I really love because there's a man who likes to... He's been out for 99 trying to, you know, run down the wicket trying to hit a six. I, I do like that style of play. Yeah, yeah. He, he's an absolute legend. So, yeah, if people get a chance when you're retired, maybe go watch him play one day. But, yeah, Harold, 3-7-45, 9, Batataria, 93, and, and Kenny Lesporis, who's, I think, a good pal of Etienne's. has played some cricket in the Caribbean at first class level a few years back, scored 69. Winchmore, sorry, Winchmore, Wickham House, uh, all out for 248. So Harrow, also another side here, looking strong early part of the season. Yeah, unless Etienne only goes in at six as well. I think he, he mixes he? up. I mean, he's coming at three, he's coming at four. I think what kind of, depending what kind of moves he might have a heavy night, it might be just chilling and enjoying the sun. He's a very laid back character, honestly. He, there's no sort of like third or fourth game in his, in his life. It's all very sort of one and two, very chilled. But yeah, very interesting bloke and regular cricketer. Well, it's a good result for them as well. That pushes them up to third, doesn't it? Because Wickham House haven't started badly. I mean, now you're getting, you know, chasing three, six, seven. You can't knock Wickham House for that. But they, they still had a eight, nine overs to spare when they were all out for two, four, eight. Well, certainly went so for I it. They, yeah, yeah. Kids yeah, Khan, um, Amza's younger brother scored, I think, 97 it was in the end, I think. So he gave it a good go himself. But yeah, it was a bit of a mountain, too, too big of a mountain to climb eventually, I think. Then. Yeah. And one of the games we picked out last week was Highgate v Enfield, two sides who, who struggled. Mm-hmm. 
that seems like a you know possibly sort of dull affair there. Just just the sort of what was it, five hundred and seventy runs scored in that game, and, and Highgate came out on top, right? Yeah, they needed that win, didn't they? Like, they did like, definitely. They had a bit of a sort of couple of ups and down weeks, really. But as you mentioned, Dan, two eight four for eight to forty five. I mean, Enfield is a very fast scoring round. It's a quick out, quick Great out, pace to bat in quite a fat track. Yeah, yeah. Um, though you'd think that was probably quite a decent score. Tony Sad's game is up not as best as he does normally. Scored seventy eight, but in the end, Highgate. Kenway winners by 20 runs. Ben Donkers, another another sort of player doesn't hang around, scored 80. It's a great eight. name for an aggressive batsman, Donkers, isn't it? Fantastic. Oh, brilliant. Great yes. headlines, Bonkers, Donkers, all that. Yeah. <laughs> Donkers goes bonkers. Yeah, I'm waiting bonkers, for this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And at Enfield, I mean, that can be a shooting gallery if, you know, if the ball gets on. on I mean, yeah, that, what a wonderful place to bat. I remember seeing my own reflection in the pitch and I thought, wow, this is, a, this is like yeah. a, something from a dream. Yeah. Absolutely. And of course, Donkers might go bonkers against Etienne next week. I think they play yeah. Harrow. So that really will be a shoot. And, and I think it's a high, high, high game. Yeah, get, get your tin helmets on, mate. So at home with that, yeah. they, they must yeah, watch I'll out. Tell, I'll tell the boys to, to, to helm it up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Batten down the hatches. And in, in gym. No, they're top, 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 well, that, joint yeah. top with Kenton. Quietly, Star could well, haven't they? Is it the Palmy effect? I mean, you told me he's living in the shed. So I'm surprised he can't play so much cricket. I've well, not had any developments on that. Yeah. Is that why he's moving playing all this cricket? Yeah, the background to that, Evan, and for those who didn't hear me mention the previous podcast, is Palmy's in the construction industry and that he was going to put our overseas this year up, Mayank Malhotra. And I, we, we got in touch with Palmy a few days before Mayank was going to land at Heathrow. And he said, yeah, there's this bit, you know, Palmy speaks in his own unique way. There's, there's a bit of a problem here, Dan, in that I sort of knocked my own house down. I'm living in a shed at the bottom of my garden and I'm going to rebuild the house. And we were like, well, that's nice, Palmy. What? Where's my aunt going to stay? I said, oh, don't worry, the house will be rebuilt in a year. It's going to be brilliant. I've got all these. I'm like, yeah, well, that's great. But is my aunt in your shed with you, is he? With you and your missus and your kids? And so we had this really surreal discussion about where the was going to be. The natural environment for the overseas cricketer, particularly from New Zealand. I've, I've housed numerous Kiwis in sheds and Aussies as well for sort of one night only well, at an hourly rate. I charge out my shed sometimes. Summer, well, Palmy is in that but, tradition. Um, yeah, I, I sure. wouldn't worry about that with, with some characters. In fact, the v- vermin tend to, to like sheds. I'm not casting any aspersions. Well, hang on, where are we going here? No, <laughs> no I'm, I'm, um, I'm sure your overseas is a, a fine, a fine gent. Well, I'm not sure whether he's in. No, I don't think he is in the shed. But Palmy has sorted him out. He, he is living somewhere that's, that's that's apparently respectable. But I just thought the line was pretty good. I've knocked my own house down, and you can probably imagine that our hearts sunk a little bit at the thought yeah. of that. But anyway, Palmy got a bit older, so he's moved over to Indian Gym, and he's doing all right, Sal, isn't he? And, and they're top of the league. The shed must be on hold, or the house must be on hold. He's playing every single week and taking wickets. So uh, yeah, Jim, oh, yeah, Jim Carner win by five wickets. Wembley one three five all out, and Jim Carner got there within thirty three overs, and Palmy. Palmer took a free for. So he's definitely having a good effect on those guys there. Yep, something's working, isn't it? Something's working. Elsewhere in that division, just have a look what else happened. We've got Eastcote, who I don't think Eastcote should be stronger than they perhaps are in that league. And but they're, you know, they're, they're struggling a bit, aren't they? Well, they, I mean, you know, you've got Northfield who got conveyed about young talent, and Eastcote tend to have a similar kind of production line taking place. But they unfortunately lose all their players. They lose all the good ones to, you know, to their sort of higher play sides in the higher divisions. And they found life a bit tricky. I think the overseas actually got injured as well, so that hasn't helped. Um, that would be a nightmare. Yeah, and Brentford, Brentford would a big win for them actually, so moves away from the bottom part of the table. Brentford 2 to 8 all out, and East Coast fell 180 all out. So, yeah, they will be sort of slightly getting concerned down. Um, well, I think they will. I mean, 
because I, I, we used to be in that position that East Coast are in now, you know, a nice club. We have all these youngsters and then Middlesex would tell them, oh, you've got to go and play for Bronsbury or whatever because they're a prem club. And I, I used to tear my hair out. And I, it, was, it wasn't the wrong thing to do for, the, for these guys, but I just thought we've got to get better as a senior section and stop losing these kids. It, it, it just it kills you as a someone who invests in them and then loses them. So I, I have sympathy for that and I hope, hope they can sort of retain some and, and, and get up the grades, yeah. And yeah, it's a good place to play. Lovely I always crowd. enjoy playing there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. always yeah. nice people, always nice tees. Or, yeah, no, decent. Very it's decent. got the best score box in my opinion as well, so yeah. These things matter, Sal, don't they? If you're an umpire. Sal, you are a badger of the highest order. I mean, honestly, oh, score right. box, a portfolio, a, an encyclopedia of score boxes is uh, it's quite an accolade, Sal. No, they do the book best coming one. out soon. They do, they do, they do, they do ball by ball, so you can see what's going on, which is great. Evan, seriously, the amount of times I say to Sal, have you read about this result in Division Four? Oh yeah, watch the highlights of that. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. this is what happened. No, he's very <laughs> good. Brilliant. Sal. I often get a, a text when something peculiar has happened in the game. Sal's all, all over it always. Very good. Well, we've got one of them in a minute. We'll, we'll get to this one in a minute. One of these odd results where, where Sal had you know, put me onto it. Before we do that, I was going to say East Coast. I mean, tables don't matter. You're dead right. Of course, we've had a lot of, a lot of rain about, but. They're second from bottom and they play East Coast on Saturday. They play Kenton on Saturday, who, as we've just said, are flying. The fixture list not being massively helpful to them there. But I, I you know, I, I do I do keep my fingers crossed that they manage to manage to pull through and, and, and get a few, you know, get a few results together. Moving into division three, where do you want to start here? <laughs> Should we start with SKLP against Actonians? Yeah. I mean this is this is talk me through this fascinating one. finish to game of cricket. So SKLP. PC scored 250 for eight or 45 overs. So that Tony and chasing it looked comfortable. They did two off the last over. So two to win off the last over. First ball. With plenty of wickets in hand. Wickets and, not and, and, and they're five down. They're five down. <laughs> no. First ball goes for a single. So the equation now is one run of five balls and you're five. Can I just, I've seen the highlights. So I don't want to sort of oh make my, it stand like I have no one coming. Yeah, it, it, was a, it was a nice little sort of, I think he went in mid wicket area. Nice little single. Takes a single. The world's. Pretty straightforward. Yep. So they need, they need one to win a five balls, five wickets down. Next ball, wicket. Okay. The new batter comes in, two dot balls. Okay. So this equation is still the same, but obviously less balls remain in the game. Next ball, taps it out towards, I think, towards the bowler. They try and get a run. Bowler returns the ball and the yeah, keeper then run out. Okay. So, okay, it was a good piece of fielding. Bowler's gone to his left, picked it up, player. turned around, bang, straight into the keeper's gloves, gone. Actually, I must add as well, the first wicket that fell in the over, the bloke was out, was, had scored 116, I think it was, yeah. and tried to heave it over to leg. I'm sure just a little tap and run would have done anyway. I'm nothing sure wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with ending a game like that. It's fine. Uh, fair enough. <laughs> okay. well, you're, you're, you're going to battle the three of us. Everyone's still <laughs> going with that, mate. Um, okay, so now, I haven't been needing one off five balls. I need one off one now. What happens? Mikesh Regvani, he's really take, scored 59 earlier on. Bowled in his last over. Clean bowls the batter. Game ends in a tie. Oh, my word. What do you do in that situation, though? Evan? Well, you, you're, thinking... you're celebrating like anything, aren't you? Start the Benny Hill music. That's what you do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, but, but I mean, I mean, Sam, you should talk about how he was dismissed. Right? And I'm not knocking it, you know, but I'm thinking you're going in, right, and you, got, you need one run. I'm thinking you get a bat on it, maybe, yeah, and just run. Sprint. Exactly. Do you charge down the track yeah. with the keeper standing up? Yeah. Don't know. But this dude did. And, and you know. Well, I mean, he's probably thinking go. three minutes ago, I might as well get changed into my, my clothes or have a shower because he's not going to get any pads on, is he? You know, there's seven. So the only five down, so obviously the number seven's in. 
And this is number 10 come to bat, isn't it? So this four balls, if someone had got a bat on the ball and put their hands through the ball, it's game over. But yeah, it's a funny old game, isn't it? It is. And it's brilliant to watch. And I'm not going to not be, you know, the, the batters. I mean, this is what pressure does to you. It was a fantastic watch. I bet they've had a load more hits on their YouTube channel because of it. And the SKLP players at the end, they go nuts in the best possible way. Yeah. And it was, yeah, fantastic end to the game. So 250 each, five points apiece, right? Yes. Um, there's no there's no gambling market on the, on the <laughs> lower division middle sex, is there? Just to, just to no. Well, we were, no comment. Not, not that I'm aware of. The league was sponsored by Labrador within a few years back. Obviously, that's no longer the case. Hello. It's all coming out now. Yeah. It's all coming out. All good. Cool. So, so that's that one. That's that's one tie. What else do we need to know? London Tigers and an old friend of ours is back in the news. Right? Sure. London Tigers had a really impressive win against Chiswick, who was still top, even though they got beat. Yeah, and I'm sure everyone's come across this guy a few times at least. Yeah, London Tigers, very, very good win for those guys yesterday. They had, they had a bit of a topsy-turvy start, really, in terms of their, their form early on in the season. But taking on Chiswick, top, top side in the table, you think Chiswick be favourites here. Chiswick, one six four all out. London Tigers got them for the loss of one wicket in 23.1 overs. And ultimately, legend, obviously, everyone has that state of the league, but I'm going to go one further. And Samuel Hyder for me, the ultimately legend, took five for 27. So the man is back. Can't keep a good man down. Yeah, that's he's a different level. I'm, I'm not even lacing his boots as far as Lee Westerns goes. That guy, my God. Well, I've been running a comparison over the last 18 months as to whether Sammy's going to score more runs or take more wickets. And he is still ahead in terms of wickets taken, actually. <laughs> he's taken more wickets than he's scored. And he, for this season, he's, he's streets ahead. He's got like seven or eight wickets. So, so yeah, I'm, we're, we're, we're loving that. And, and he keeps going. I don't know how old Sammy is these days, but he's, you know, he's making us look, look young, I think. He's definitely in his, his 50s. All power to Keep him. going strong. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, so, so Chiswick, well, that's a bit of a shock because Chiswick would started really strongly. They're still top, even though they, they, they lost. But Ealing Trailfinders have joined them, right? They had a good win against K+. Yeah, K-plus were promoted, find life a little bit tricky in, in, division, in division up now. Trailfinders, 279 all out or 45 overs. Akab Ahmed scored 76 and then Trailfinders, so K-plus. Obviously, gave a bit, of a, bit of a good guy themselves, but they were falling short by 64 runs. Yep. And... Elsewhere at the bottom, poor old Power Hamlet's only club, only first 11 side, not got a single point yet. Really struggling with grounds. And that happened again at the weekend, right? That Alexandra Park won because they had to concede because they couldn't find a home ground. Yeah. Um, on the positive front, though, looking at next week's fixture, they're down to back Preston Park in Wembley. So, fingers crossed, that game does go ahead and that sorts out their sort of ongoing pitch issues. Oh, you mean Preston Park Wembley as a home ground? Yes. Oh, okay. And Tatham is a home next week against, against SKLPC. And the, on the website, it says at Preston Park. So, as I said, hopefully oh, yeah. that's going to stop all these conceded games having to do when they're having to play at home. And I think it's Yeah, I mean, you, you, that must be soul-destroying. They, you know, they're, they're yeah. trying to make their way, they're trying to get make progress and, and, and they're having their ground situation ruin everything. So, fingers crossed how Hamlets do get to get that sorted. Last game in the division was Old Isle Worthians, and they've, they've got their first win in Div 3, right? Yeah, a bit of a tight game here. I mean, six Titans, one three seven all out, and Old Isle's got their full loss of six wickets, so they'll be celebrating their first win, I'm sure, yesterday in the clubhouse or wherever they'd like to get, get together. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely a good win for them. And if you move to Division 4, then there was a, a real sort of top-of-the-table game between Lanka Lions and Friends United. And, you know, you'd normally expect those games to be quite close. This one was not. Friends United won at a canter, right? 
Yeah, they're, they're doing well so far, Prince. They've had a really good start yeah, this season. Yeah. You know, um, they'd be really happy with how things are going. Yeah, two eighty for nine, a couple of fifty for a couple of players, and then Lincoln Lions one two five all out. So yeah, as you, as you said, Dan, they're in a bit of a purple patch at the moment. Yeah, I don't know much about Frenchy. I mean, obviously, they're very friendly. You'd have thought, yeah, yeah, but yeah, apart yeah. from that, I mean, like, they played Eaton Grove Open Space, and I don't even know what Eaton Grove Open Space is, if I'm being brutally honest. I, I did chuckle once when there was a, a disciplinary note on the website that Friends United had been involved in some kind of melee. I thought well, that was quite ironic. <laughs> I can't believe I missed that. That would have been such an obvious thing for us to pick out, wouldn't it? Yeah. But, but they are going well. Clearly, they're playing, playing decent cricket, and they are, they're, they're nine points. Nine points clear of Headstone Manor, who also were, you know, they're in a reasonably feisty encounter last week, from what I, from what I remember. But so how did they get on this week? They won against Stone Newton. Yeah, yeah Stone Newton, they do have a lot of very good young cricketers, but like club cricket is really hard. You know, it's not an easy sort of place, sort of place to learn your cricket. And they are finding it a little bit tricky. Stone Newton 2 1 2 all out. And Headstone Manor got there for the loss of six wickets inside 40.1 overs. Yep. And I tell you what, I'm getting Headstone Manor mixed up with Ealing Hanwellian. Yeah. I'm saying they had a feisty encounter. They definitely had a feisty encounter last week, and I think the league are investigating that. Yeah. But there was also a slightly odd ending to their game against Willow Leather, right? which was a very one-sided affair. Willow Leather won it quite easily. But talk to us about the final dismissal, Sam. Well, it says it. I'm on the website on the scorecard. So I messaged you last night about it. Tonight. It said batsman batter timed out. But we have some breaking news. The batter was actually injured. So my friend did the game, umpired it, got in touch with me today. He split the weapon on his hand, so he wasn't able to take part. So the time. So I guess because he's eleven, formally speaking, they have to give him three minutes to get to the yeah. wicket before he's. Yeah, and you can't. Is, but is he not just retired? He did not back. I suppose. Yeah, or just yeah, retired out or retired. Well, I tell you what, I would. I don't want naught on my name. Yeah. So yeah, but eating Hamilton is having a bit of a rocky time at the moment. We're eleven two to five two for eight, and then there was all that for ninety two. So yeah, they're finding mm-hmm. things a little bit tricky. Evan, have you ever been involved in a game where there's been a timed out? I was going to say, about half of my team would laugh because they accused me of sort of being in danger of the timeout regularly. In fact, once I was fully padded up and I came out to bat and the team was in a huddle going, taking the field. So that was quite a memorable, yeah, a senile moment, shall we say. And as you get older, the, yes. the younger guys quite like to dine out on those sorts of moments. But no, I remember there was a T20 finals day and Wembley, Stanmore, it was at Stanmore and there was a, a yeah. timeout issue on a T20 day, and it really, it really raised temperatures. I, I think, yeah. Sure now that rings a bell. I wasn't I there, but I do time, remember yeah. Sal telling me about this. Yeah, yeah. We played after it, and it, it, you could cut the air with a knife. So, yeah, thankfully not involved in the fixture, but yeah, the aftermath was some dismissals. You know, sort of obstructing the field, timed out. You know, wh- whatever has happened yeah. with those dismissals, they cause it problems. It sends people dropper. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I've, I've never played in a time day, but I did hear a story in our fives where one Twicken and Fives were playing at Wembley Fours. And the two boys went out to bat Andy Donnellan, Andy Donnellan, and Gilbert Sanchez, two two legends of our club. And Donners was at the non-striker's end. Gilbert Sanchez at the other. Gil takes guard, asks for middle, and Donner says to him, "Gilly, just a quick word. Is there any reason you've not got your pads on?" And Gilly was like, "Oh shit." Races off, doesn't he? So I have to put his pads on. And the umpire, it was a player, I believe, but the umpire said, "Look, you, you know." You're not back here. We're ready to start, oh, which apparently is wrong. I, I remember opening the bat. There's a guy who played for Middlesex, Robbie Williams, big, quick guy. I, oh, yeah. I opened without a box, and I realised halfway through the over, and I was facing Robbie, and I, I, I faced up to the ball, and then I was like, right, that's Did it. you have kids at that point, Evan, or, or was it? What, what was that? <laughs> oh, did you have kids at that point? Or no, did you I hadn't no... had kids, and that was one of the reasons. I turned around to the captain and said, sorry, mate, I'm really sorry. This is embarrassing, but I need to run off. He said, fair, fair enough, mate. I would too, so... 
Yeah, all good. I should stress that, that, that it's wrong that you can't have timed out with opening batsmen. Okay. We found out afterwards, so the, the Wembley incident that I'm talking about there with Twickenham Fives. And so it was all just the comedy value of watching our, our bloke race off, thinking he was going to be given, given out <laughs> time down. The game hadn't started, but we, we didn't feel see, see fit to tell him. That. Yeah. yeah. Just watching racing off was quite well, as well with ends anyway. Well, I've had kids and I won't yeah, out, so there you go. Yeah. Cool. Sal, anything else in that division? New cat, sorry, are you talking Div 4 or Div 5 now? Have we done yet or not? I think when we, yeah, let's go to Div 5. Actually. I think we've done Div 4 there. New cat, is doing well, right? They are doing well. They're, they're locked in 43 points to print the challenges. Uh, New cat, Sony's beat Priory Park and Pina beat Youth Wing. So they're the two sides who head the table to go into the time format. Looking good. Looking good. And they are playing the same format as everybody else, just to be 100% clear on this, because there is a different situation with Division 7 that I know of, right? Yeah. So down to Division 6, it's all. Like we do, you know, the overs, timed overs, and Division 7, like I said, is medium to the overs. Yeah, all good, all good. And if you look at Division 5, we have had a. Well, I don't really understand North London Muslims, so they, they, they either score like 60 or 378, which they did yesterday, right? Did you see anything about that one? I caught that, yes. I mean, that's a very impressive performance, isn't it? Imran Muller, 126, and Tarrant Nala, 56. So they, they will see. I don't know if they've had influx of players or they've had more players available or just, I don't know, maybe in practice a bit harder. Who knows? Well, they're having a good time at the moment. They're flying on that. I may have done them a disservice, but I know they've had a couple of games where they've been beaten quite, you know, quite clearly. And then this one, you know, three, seven, eight for six. Happens to eight. the best of us, Dan. I think if you watched us bat against Teddington last week and then we were one for yeah. 230, it's crazy, totally. isn't it? Absolutely. It's what makes it brilliant. You're right. And Tommy Bapper, one of the better sides in that division last year, and they're, they're struggling a bit. They're ninth. So they'll be looking to pick up some points in, in future weeks. Div 6, Sal, anything there that we uh, we need to know about? Well, there's one side that my attention always turns to when it comes to that division down, and you know who it is, it's the Stallions. Oh, they're galloping away, aren't they? The Stallions are on hot form at the moment. I mean, I, I, mean, I think everyone will love playing with these guys. They, they don't hang around these boys at all. 171, they were chasing, didn't 24.5 overs. That's just I mean, brilliant, you, you, You're under a bit of pressure when you, you're called the Stallions, aren't you? I mean, you, you have to play in a certain way, I think. So fair play to them if totally. they can pull that off. And they definitely do. Yep. There's no hanging around. Zeeshan Chowdhury, 73. As I said, I'm sure they've got two or three players who can play a high level, but they're obviously playing and they're happy where they're playing. And that's shown at the moment because they are, as I said, there's definitely the side who's he's setting the early pace. And Wouldn't mind a beer after the game with the Stallions. They sound like they're good on the, on the circuit. It could go in all sorts yeah. of interesting directions, yeah. that, couldn't it? Yeah. And they've been pretty successful. Sal says they've had, a, they've had a good couple of years in the league and they're carrying that on. At the moment, South Harrow second, I see. So they've they done pretty well. They, they beat Peshwar at the weekend, right? Yeah, 1 4 3 for 6, Chasing and 1 4 2, and Hardik Rahut Kumar. They've damaged the ball, taking 5 for 16. So yeah, they're, 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 only, they're five points behind the leaders. Yep, interesting stuff. And we had three games in Division 7, and Division 7, for those who are not aware, eight teams in Division 7, they play their game through the course of the season, obviously, but it's, it, it's sort of a, a mix and match. Fixture list, and there were three games this weekend, and we have London Desperados who are top. I mean, it's a great name as well, isn't it? They they obviously they they took on yesterday the Metadors. Is that correct, Dan? Actually, no, they beat New England. No, the Desperados are playing Newham Gladiators. Yeah, quite 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 interesting chase going on here as well. Actually, I do like these guys who don't hang around too much. One no nine all out Newham Gladiators and Desperados, hundred and ten for free. How many overs reckon, Evan? Guess how many overs they got? Me reckon. Is that hundred and three? Yeah, yeah. 6.2. Not bad. 10.4. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Yeah, they, they obviously had a date to go to in the evening. They were not wrestling. To be fair, New and Gladiators, they are struggling a bit at the bottom. But even then, you know, scoring at 10 and over is a decent whack, isn't it? It is indeed. And the other two games, we saw Kingsman beat the London Warriors, used to be the Ultimate Warriors, now rebranded. Uh, and that's, you know, that, that was a five-wicket victory for them. And Tamil United, Sal, they, they, they breezed away to 2-4-4, didn't they? Very. So it was as good as Chase Ch- ever did yesterday. So they had Chase in 2-4-3 to win and they got the loss of one wicket. So, yeah, hats off to Tamil United. Well done, Decent man. effort. Decent effort indeed. Right, rounding all this up. So I'll talk us through high scores, low scores. What was what was the, the, the good, the great and the ugly? So the first over high score, three six seven by Harrow against Wickham House and Div 2. And the lowest one score was Eating Harrigans against Willow Levis, who only notched up 92. And I think, if I've got my research correct, that was the only double-figure score anywhere in first 11 cricket all day, which is quite something, really. If you think about it, every other side got 100 or more, whereas, you know, some weeks we have we have half a dozen sides that get below 100, particularly, you know, when, when the weather's a bit less friendly. So, I mean, 92 as the lowest score is, is really, really quite something. Any other high scores elsewhere? I think there was, wasn't it? There were indeed. I was, I was aware of his fourth 11. I actually had a really good day yesterday. 404, first of all. And then Southampton's scores 67 all out. So very one-sided fixture, that one. So a 330-whatever run victory. It's going to sting. It's going to sting that, isn't it? 330 run victory. Poor old Southampton falls. Fingers crossed they... Well, no, they play quicker than next week, I think. So not fingers crossed they go better. Fingers crossed they go better the week after. But certainly that's, that's a tough one. Was there a lower score than 92, though, elsewhere in any of the divisions? Yeah, it was indeed. Highgate, 5th 11, took them friends United threads. And Highgate, 5th 11, 59 all out in Division 6A. OK, 59 all out. Lowest score anywhere in any of our 20-plus divisions on the day. You did pick up another bit of batting prowess that's worthy of note, right? That was it Brentham Fours or was it Aconian Fives? Brentham I know Fours, one... so Brentham Fours got a gentleman called Jaydev Pindoria. Brentham scored 369 for four, of which Jaydev scored 206. So congrats to Jaydev. Also off only 114 balls. That's not a bad effort. Wow. Very strong wow. work, that Jaydev. Yeah. Double centuries. I'm trying to think. I remember... 179 being scored by Grant Hughes for us once, but I, I don't recall 200s. I'm sure there have been a few, but everyone any, any played in a game with a double century has been scored here in the UK? Not in the UK. I think usually the it's hard because there's either the team would dr- either deck out before someone gets to yeah. 200 or no one scores 400 to chase and get allowed 200. But I think Ollie Wilkin and Morton did it. They both did it, I think, in yeah, within a week of each other in the opening yeah, rounds yeah. of a season once. So, yeah, yeah, that's about... yeah, not completely unheard of. But I mean, you know, that, that two hundred six off one hundred and fourteen balls says that uh, I just hope he did the lottery numbers in the evening because it clearly was his day. You know, respect you. Cup stuff, folks. There's been a bit of it about cup action. Sal, do you want to tell us what we need to know? We've had some Middlesex cup action. We've right? had some games taste place place today at Richmond. Ealing beat Crouch End today in a close encounter. Acton beat Twickenham. Winchmore Hill beat North London. Shepherds Bush beat LeBron. And Hornsey beat Stanmore. So we now have a quarterfinal lineup in that's just the League Cup, which is contested by the Prem and some of the one sides. Tim will take on House at Mary's. Winchmore Hill will play Hornsey. Ealing will take on Richmond. And Shepherds Bush will take on Barnes. I'm not sure if they're exact order of who's having away, but they're the, they're the four tied we have ever made. Yeah, honourable mention to Sahil Kerr, obviously friend yeah. of the pod, for, for, for an excellent 120 knockout for Acton today. 
when, when they beat, beat Twickenham. A couple of shocks there as well, I guess, aren't there? With, you know, with, with Hornsey beating Stanmore, is that a shock? I suppose it is, because Stanmore are traditionally a very good side, and Hornsey are in Division 1 at the moment. But, but yeah, I mean, that, that, that caught my eye when I saw it. Yeah, I mean, just looking at the scorecard record, you know, both sides are at reasonable strength. So we just came down to certain individuals on their day to have a good game. So Hornsey have, have had a good weekend, two wins from two. And they'll be yep. delighted to that. And I mean, I think the one that stands out for me, though, actually, is Eating's result away at Crouch End, which is, as we keep mentioning, never an easy place to go and play against. And they've, they've come away with a 13 run win. So, again, they've had a, a good weekend in the league and cup front. Absolutely. It did strike me as well, Sam. You mentioned the quarter final draw there. One half of the draw, so that's four teams, no Premier League side in it. Mm. Acton versus Harrison Marys. Yeah. Winchmore Hill be Hornsey. So, you know, that. that I don't know what that says, really. But, I mean, it, I think it's just interesting that Division 1 sides are, are looking pretty strong there. And, of course, the other half has got, even then, just the two Premier League sides. Is that right? Ealing and the Bush? And then Ealing, we've got Richmond and Ealing, Barnes. Bush. So. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Ealing played Richmond, the Bush played Barnes. So, yeah. Division 1, we, we, we could quite easily have a Division 1 side lifting the Middlesex Cup. Yeah, very good point. I think, yeah, Ealing are obviously current champions. So they, I mean, they could be the first team to win the same cup in the same... Yeah, same year. Yeah. yeah, they won it back in April, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Well. interesting stuff indeed. Cool. Next week, some T Twenty action on as well. Sal, am I right there? That is correct, Dan. Yes, we have the sort of the next stage of the T Twenty taking place. I'm not sure, Evan. Are you playing next week, Evan, or are you resting the the older? We won't be. I mean, we're still settling our side. There's talk of that's a yes, then, isn't it? That's a yes. <laughs> exactly. Phone call in yeah, on Friday night. The cheeseburger incident. I'm in. Um, <laughs> the, the, we're still working out whether our pros are allowed to pull well, our pros. I mean, our kids, oh God. our kids that we've developed, whether they're banned from playing, which is just don't get me started on that topic. But yeah, I'm going to say we've, we've heard that yeah, one before. Exactly. That didn't sound like I it was think funny. the ECB's yeah. changed the rules, but we just need to make sure that the Middlesex can can deal with more than one player, homegrown player playing. So I don't, yeah, we'll, we'll be out. We'll have a decent side, I'm sure, because short form cricket is always attractive to our, to our, to our guys. I think we've won it three times, I think. So, and it's been a while. So, time to time to win it again. I think. Yeah, the, the four groups next week are pretty run to you now. Ealing will play Shepherd's Bush and Harrowtown at against Crouching in Group Six, and Group Seven you've got Hampstead playing Stanmore and Brom playing House at Mary. In Group Eight you've got Richmond Hill playing Finchley, North Mid playing Hornsey, and then Group Nine. I'm not sure who the winner was with a team that's not come through yet. And you've got Richmond playing Tellington. I think Twickenham got to play someone still down from Group One. It says here, so maybe that was what we decided uh, yet. My understanding was that we were playing; we're all, all the games were on the same day, okay. and we, we played the winners of that Richmond Teddington one. I think there is a bit of an issue about venue, uh, which has not been clarified yet. But you know, we, we will <laughs> we'll play somewhere, and, and we'll, we'll we'll sort that one out. But interesting weekend of cricket ahead. Sal, have you been looking at the Daily Star with this weather forecast? Please tell me it's going nice. to be a sunny Thanks weekend. Thanks for scorching, mate. By the sounds of it, might be a little bit of rain. Fantastic. But on the whole, looks very positive. So, yeah, get the sun hats out. Well, I think I caught our groundsman doing a bit of a rain dance today. They're already getting worried, groundsman, about not having enough water on wickets. So a bit of rain in the week would be ideal in a sunny weekend. Cool. So are you standing yourself, Sam? Have you got, got I've actually got Actonia next week, so I'll get the insight on that bizarre last cool. over and find out actually what happened from, from the horse's mouth. Go gentle with them. Seven days is not a long time. There'll still be a few scars. A little Just bit play the Benny Hill you. theme, Sal, and that should be <laughs> Oh dear. Yeah. Cool. Fellas, always a pleasure to chat all things cricket. Evan, we'll we'll look to have you back very soon to find out how North Mid season's progressing. Cheers for all your insights and well batted yesterday. 
and and keep up the good work, really. Thanks, guys. Yeah, you, every year you, you doubt yourself and you wonder when you're going to make a complete embarrassment of yourself. So it's, it'll keep me going for much to the amusement of a few people at my club or probably, you know, unfortunately prolong prolong my, <laughs> my days for another season. Keep at it, mate. Once you stop, you stop. Yeah. That's it. At that level, you know it. I don't need to say it, but... Um, Use it or lose it, I think, they say. Yeah, something like that. Cool. Sal, always a pleasure. And we'll, we'll chat again next Sunday, right? Yeah, brilliant. Evan, thanks for coming on, mate. Really appreciate thanks, it. Thanks, Thanks for all thanks. the work you do with the podcast. It's great. Thank you. Cheers. Top man. Cheers, guys. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.